Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time for the Bear Podcast with Mike Pusateri and Mike Prasnowski. Guys, how are you? Doing all great, right. Andy. Doing all right. Not too bad. Join this Victory Tuesday. That's yeah, so a rare, a rare uh, Sunday win for the Bears. Yes. And a rare Sunday home. It, was... They didn't quite make it 400 days between home That's wins. A... That's it shame. was the Texans game last year, yeah. their last Sunday win. Yep. Wow. That's too bad. <laughs> but they did it. Lot to be proud of. Uh, so as always, you can find the guys um, on their various socials and uh, other things. Um, on the Just look at the post. It's all there for you. But I got it in. All right there. Start clicking. Although we look forward to the day, Mike Pusteri won. Your strike is over, and you tell us you have a list as long as your arm of all the all the movies and TV shows we're going to get to see you on. I do have a small list that I am kind of waiting on. Yes, yeah, so I'll break that out as soon as our strike is over. There you go. It's a good tease. Whenever, whenever that is. So, I mean, the big story of the game, the thing everybody was talking about, the thing that led all the – I think it led the national news uh, was Cairo getting his extra point blocked. Yeah, that was it. Oh, that, that, that what a true. bummer! Yeah. Now, did you have him going perfect, including extra yes. points? Yes. Oh, he's going to miss anything. Nothing. Okay. The dream is wow. dead. Devastating. Yeah. It's, it's okay. If he, if he had gone perfect, it would have set up for a repeat of Gary Anderson missing in the playoffs. So you know, guy <laughs> would shank the Super Bowl winner. Yeah. Right. Hit the center in the ass with it. <laughs> now he's I free. Forget- Free to just now the fluce is free to just let him kick from 65, 70 yards. Streaks go. over. Just go for it. Let's go to eighty. You you're never, 80. you're never not? not in field goal range with Cairo Santos. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, I guess maybe the actual story was uh, uh, the first Bears home win in three hundred ninety-two days was uh, led by a quarterback who last year what was the stat was in his final game at Shepherd. Played before 2,190 people. I know that Soldiers Field has yeah. the smallest capacity in the NFL, but I think this fits more than 2,190 people by a little bit. Yeah, I, I think just so. slightly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. So I had, I had in our pregame uh, predictions, Tyson starting four games, winning at least four games, winning three. He's yeah. he's won one. Yeah, and I'm just pissed off I didn't pick the. The only reason I didn't pick the Bears is I didn't know they were going to start Brian. The Raiders were going to start Brian Hoyer. Yeah, that was a nice. Uh... I would have started. I would have picked Iowa over fucking Brian <laughs> Hoyer. <laughs> Brian Hoyer. Where's my man AOC? Yes. He's got a personal <laughs> losing streak now. What is it? It's 13 games now. Oh. He is, though, the answer to a ridiculous trivia question. Who is the who's the only Bear quarterback to throw for 300 yards three games in a row? Yeah, Brian it's Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Wow. In 2016. And that's his last win was in there. It's against the Lions. So, yeah, the Bear fans should have fond memories of Brian Hoyer. He was, you know. Lighten him up. He was like, the one, uh, he was. The ones on the north side of Chicago probably weren't watching too intently during no, that time. <laughs> he was like uh, Brian Greasy 2.0. <laughs> Can't beat that. But, yeah, I've. Uh, Josh McDaniels oh. uh, did the Bears a favor by playing the immobile and now erratic Brian Hoyer. 
I mean, even when he had open guys, the ball was nowhere near them. Can we like start a GoFundMe for NFL owners not to hire Josh McDaniels? Is I mean, have they not figured this out yet? <laughs> this no. just doesn't work out, guys. We know you're trying to capture that Belichick magic, but it, it ain't. It just ain't there. He gets to be the offensive coordinator for Bill next year in San Diego. That's my that's my prediction. Oh, there you They're go. Both there we go. Back together again. You mean you mean L.A. By the way. Sorry, L.A. It's our old habits. Okay. <laughs> we're doing we're doing remember this crap on the Chargers and uh, the over. Well, we can we can we'll be right though when we call them San Diego in that one. Oh, that's true. As long as we're that's past true. tense, because the Bears yeah. have never played the Chargers in L.A. They've only played them. Although that might not even be true. I have to look. They Wait, may, I... they may have played the original iteration of the Los Angeles Chargers. Right. I bet they did actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, the Bears started, uh, uh, you know, a guy with very little experience against a guy with a lot of experience. And if you had, if you had pulled somebody off the street and asked them which one was playing his second NFL game and which one was playing his fiftieth or whatever Brian Hoyer's played, they would have picked the wrong dude. Yeah, they would have. They would have. Now the thing about Bears fans, all of us. We are backup quarterback experts. Nobody. We may not know interim coaches. <laughs> right. But we know backup quarterbacks. Nobody is. Nope. We're basically oh, yeah. sommeliers of backup quarterbacking. That's a really good point. Yeah, we make up for our lack of knowledge of interim coaches with our deep, deep knowledge of backup QBs. <laughs> and we, and especially bad backup quarterbacking. We right. have seen a lot of it. And we didn't see that Sunday. Like, no. That's, a, that's what you want your backup quarterback to do is what Tyson mm-hmm. Bajan did. You run as much of the offense as you can, and you don't fuck it up, and don't piss down your leg, don't all Jonathan Quinn in the huddle. And he did right. all of that. He even made some plays. He made some really nice third-down throws when you're like, oh, get the punter ready. And next thing you know, the Bears still had the ball. It was impressive. Now, do I want him uh, quarterbacking? Do you want to push this luck of all that long? No, I don't. It'd be nice if Justin well, gonna get back get here it. relatively soon. You're going to get it for at least another Sunday, yeah. right? For yeah. sure. Which honestly, I think. Yeah. If you're Justin, he, I'm sure for, to you it's important to get back for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're a football player. You want to play football. Number two, this is your this is a year you've got to prove yourself to get your contract. But coming right. back when you're not 100, percent I mean, you're never gonna be 100 percent healthy. But when you're when you're just right. barely healthy enough to play, and you don't play well, right, it's gonna get held against you double. When let, you can't comfortably grip let, a football with yeah. your thumb being dislocated, yeah. Let Tyson get it. the Nick Bosa, uh, Khalil Max sandwiches for a week. You can come back yeah. and play in the you know Superdome's a nice place to play. Go wait, play there. But I did. I, I think it was important, as stupid as it is, I think it was important for the Flus to come right out and just basically say Justin's the starting quarterback. As soon as he's healthy, he's playing. Mm-hmm. Because there are mm-hmm. people who want to immediately cook up a quarterback controversy. Is, is it not cooking in Chicago yes, uh, already? Yes, it is. Oh, okay, okay. And I cook you should up- hear the sports talk radio calls. <laughs> I'm sure. Bajants. Why do we play this? Hey, Bajants. Hey, Bajants. Uh, Tyler Bajants. Is he French? Tyler Baguette. Because I don't want no French quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> we tried that with Brian Hoyer, and you saw how that worked. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and of course in my column I had the alternative quarterback controversy, which is I Tyson could start a quarterback controversy that he's not even involved in. Mm-hmm. And that's simply if the bear offense, if all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, you know, this actually thing kind of works. And then Justin comes yeah. back and it doesn't work. <laughs> They're going to be like, well, we may have found one of the reasons. Yeah. Well, be, you know, be that as it may, I was thinking about this. The Bears have been trying to find a franchise quarterback since most people would say Sid Luckman, right? I, I, w- I would say Jim McMahon, but my, most fans would say it's Sid, uh, Sid Luckman. Okay. How incredible would it be if after all the resources the Bears have spent, literally for decades, with first-round draft picks, trades, free agent signings, everything they've poured into trying to find a franchise quarterback – it, if they, it, what if they actually find a guy who was a one-star recruit, mm-hmm. a Division two quarterback who was completely undrafted, yep. and he becomes the Bears franchise? Would that be the most Bears it thing would. of all time? It really <laughs> would be. It, it yeah. would fit. It, it would fit a narrative I've had for a long time. In that, like, if and when the Bears ever do win their next Super Bowl, it's going to be because be because they fall just ass backwards into <laughs> one. They're not really going to plan for it. They're just going to, you know. Yeah, yeah, it and it adds to the frustration of Ryan Pace at his introductory press conference way back when, saying, "Every year we're going to add a quarterback. Every year at some a draft one, find one on the street, something because you mm-hmm. never know where they'll come from." And they just didn't, never did it. He drafted two. No, draft Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, they had yeah. Tyler Bray. Right, you know, Tyler's our developmental quarterback. He's forty years old. <laughs> that doesn't count. Well, and we've seen it. Look, Brock Purdy was a Mister Irrelevant. Yeah. He's basically he find these guys. basically undrafted. Basically undrafted. Yeah. You know, Tyson Bajer, TB seventeen, as I like to call him. TB twelve was the hundred ninety ninth pick. Right. And everybody saw him play. He played in real yeah. games on, t- on on actual TV. Right. And I never saw his dad arm wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Just wrestling teeth. Isn't his dad a dentist? I think Tom yes. Brady Sr. is a dentist. Yeah, it would be very bare. Um, no, well, actually, what would be very bare would be for Tyson to play well and for them to be like, we found him. We finally found the guy. Mm-hmm. And then next year he comes out and it's like, oh, God, he's he's bad. He's <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, How did that this happen? <laughs> um, yeah, so... I mean, the reason that I picked the Raiders was I just assumed that the Bear, the Max Crosby, was going to spend most of the day giving uh, Tyson colonoscopies, just repeatedly. Yeah. He had one right. sack. Right. He made like two plays. Yeah, and he's that like, was why the Tyson, Bears. He's like Tyson. Would you like Colaguard or just a traditional colonoscopy? <laughs> I, I got him. I got both. Your, your choice. <laughs> You're getting one regardless. Some of it was. The game plan clearly. I mean, there's a reason they throw a lot. You throw lots of quick passes because then Max is like takes two steps and goes shit. I gotta go chase this instead of chasing the quarterback. Um, but it's not all that. They actually did block him. I mean, yeah. The they did shuffle the offensive line around. It looks like they finally have decided Lucas Patrick is healthy enough to play center, and Cody doesn't have to try to snap the ball, you know, at mm-hmm. Tyson's kneecaps and then is over his head. And so they moved Tevin to right guard because Nate Davis is out. And that actually gave them a right side that they could just consistently run behind. 
especially when they brought out the bring the thousand year old man Mercedes Lewis in, who can really block mm-hmm. still for a tight end. And they just were ramming it right at the Raiders, which was you know did my heart a lot of good. Yeah, the Raiders though for I mean they're the Raiders. They never seem to try to like just take away the short pass, like overplay it and make make Tyson throw the ball down the field. And so we didn't get to no, see it. Right. So we're still, it's weird. Two weeks in, we're like, is, does, is his arm bad or is it not? Because he really hasn't had to do it. He threw the, the two long passes against the Vikings, the one that he got pass interference on, the other one that was mm-hmm. the 50-yard pass he threw 30 yards. Well, we we did see one evidence of maybe him not having that great of an arm when on the last play of the half you had Nathan Peterman come in and throw the didn't even throw the deep ball but attempt the deep ball. So I heard a uh, I don't remember who it was I heard a take on that because it's funny the the knock on Nathan Peterman when he came out of pit was that he didn't have a very good arm so that's not a great sign if you're bringing him in to throw it. Um, there they said there are teams and. Um, they used an example of the Packers in a game when Jordan Love was playing, who has a great arm, and they, the Packers put Kurt Beckert, Bank, what's his name? Beckert, Bankert. He played for the Cubs for a week. Banker, Cubs. Banker. Played for the Bears for a week, I think. Um, LaFleur <laughs> had him throw a Hail Mary at the end of a half, and the reason he did it, and this got to make you feel good if you're Kurt Bankert, was he was worried that his inexperienced young quarterback was going to get smoked trying to throw the Hail Mary. And he's yeah. like, we cannot have Kurt playing the whole second half. So Kurt can be the one who gets smoked on the Hail Mary at the end of the half. And yeah, I can got, see that. And you got the same guy over there, Luke Getze, who was on the sideline for that, basically like, hey, Nate, <laughs> why don't you give this a toss? See what she <laughs> can do. And he did get smoked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or it could also be that they're just like, well, you know, because if, it's funny, they actually asked Tyson, um, and he said, he, it, they asked him afterwards, he's, oh, I got a cannon. I got a can. There is no lack of confidence in Tyson Page. Your your, your line was funny there. Does he mean a camera? Yeah. I got a can. (laughs) It's like the old Stevie Wonder Saturday Night Live bit where he's playing tennis. Um, So we don't know. I have a feeling we'll find out because I have a feeling the Chargers will be like, okay, this, we're going to leave this part of the field open for you. See what you can do with it. Yeah. And maybe yeah. Oh, we'll be I back here in a week talking about the 500 yards that Tyson Bajan threw for yeah. as he lit up the the uh, the Chargers. Well, right. And the Chargers have a – now they have actual game film, and maybe they even have Jim Harbaugh's guy, you know, working for <laughs> That's them. That's right. He bought some tickets. <laughs> was he sitting on the 40-yard line? It might have been. Yeah. At least that well, guy was buying. He's guy was guy was buying good seats. He wasn't wasn't skimping. He well, spent real money. Hey, the leaders and best. You know, you're not you're going to get good seats. What's that? He said he has a completely made up name too. Stallions is his last name. I keep thinking Connor of why Stallions. Stallions. Yeah, Connor Stallions. Yeah. I think that's half the reason that Harbaugh hired him. Yeah. That guy, cool name. You're in. Yeah, was, wouldn't it wouldn't it be perfect with the Bears hire Jim Harbaugh next year to be their coach, and he and he just leaves Michigan in an ash heap of probation. <laughs> well, his uh, his old buddy, uh, what's your deal, Pete Carroll, did the exact thing at USC. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, sorry. Well, I gotta go. <laughs> I, I gotta go. enjoy enjoy probation. 
I'm going to go get <laughs> yeah. a lot more money, and I'm going to. There's no pro, there's no probation in the NFL. I'm going to go there instead. Yeah, right. There's no recruiting violations. I'll just go over here. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the biggest award any bear has won, I guess, since um, well, since Mitch won MVP, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player of the yes. Uh, Dante Foreman won uh, won Angry Runs on uh, Good Morning Football. <laughs> so. Yes. Atti- uh, wasn't and Mark Sanchez called Attitude Runs, right? Is that what he was calling is them that all what day? He called them? It wasn't that it? Sanchez got quite the hair going. I don't know if you saw when they shot the booth. That's, yeah, yeah, the, that's a lot of curly. Yeah. He's got he, a pretty good hair. I'm glad you brought him up because I would have forgot. He, don't you, his shtick is like, um, he's like, I don't even think the right, no, it's not Walmart. Um, it's like, TJ Maxx, Tony Romo, where he like laughs, good way he to put laughs it. Yeah. during the plays, and he like he makes weird like noises and things while the things are going on. Like Tony, like listen how excited I am, because <laughs> right. he he really enjoyed the the third down run that that Bajan had where uh, he ran out of bounds and then he like he like he waved for the crowd to cheer. Yeah, he Sanchez loved, that. loved it. He was. He's not a terrible analyst. Actually, that was not a bad. I agree. Him I, I and Kevin Cooper all. were actually pretty good. Like I could, if you're going to be fine. stuck at the low end of the Fox, I'd much rather have them than uh, mm-hmm. than Brandon Gordon and Robert Smith. Was putting me to sleep. He's not. He's not bad. He got a little Ryan Dempstery with some of the jokes, though. <laughs> Never a good thing. You know, <laughs> got the seltzer bottle out. And, yeah, you got to show me in the booth. I got some props. Yeah, no, Mark. We talked. We've talked about this. We're not. Guys, want to see my? Want to see my Harry Carey? Shut up. <laughs> how about how about we come back from break? I reenact the butt fumble by running into Kevin. Like, no, don't. you ask for that. You ask that every week, and Mark, we're just not going to let you do that. We're not doing it. It's not going to happen. Um, the Bears' defense, I thought. I mean, it's the Raiders and it's Brian Hoyer, but you can only play the teams. You only play the offense you're playing against. True. And uh, they were pretty good. Like, too damn good for the third game in a row. And uh, I might have to apologize to uh, to Tremaine Edmonds, who I like three weeks ago. I just said he sucks. Mm-hmm. He's been pretty good. I think I motivated him. I think he read my he read that tweet. Yeah, been pretty good did. since I tweeted that. So I, I give myself credit. Yeah, for turning his Bears career around. But that was against um, that was Denver when they just nobody could, they couldn't tackle anybody. And yeah. it's like, come on. Right. And um, ever since he's made some nice he made some nice plays. Um, it did look for a while like the entire Raider offense and this wouldn't be a bad plan if you were the Raiders was just to, they were to throw the ball to Devontae Adams on every single play. Right. And. Uh, for some reason, the Bears decided that Tyreek Stevenson was going to cover him on every single play. And you're like, oh, no, this is going to... And all of a sudden, it just kind of stopped working. So yeah. maybe they weren't completely nuts. Because I heard somebody say, why don't they have, have Jalen Johnson just uh, trail him everywhere on the field? It's like, I remember there were games where they did that. Yeah. And we got a lot of Jalen chasing Devontae into the end zone. That's what we got. Yeah. In fact, there was yeah. the one famous in the, uh, in the I Own You game where uh, J- Jalen gave up twice on the same play. I don't know if you remember that. 
he chased he was chasing Devante. He's like, oh shit, and he stopped. He basically stopped running. Devante caught it, cut back to the middle of the field. Jalen started running again, and then stopped again. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's not a good look twice. Uh, um, nothing but the best. However, Jalen had probably his best game as a bear. With two interceptions. Yep. Barely. Pick yeah. six. It was funny though. It was just like the the carry Blasson game has only carried the ball three times. I remember thinking to myself when Jalen got the interception, I'm like, I think he only has one interception ever. And I'm like, Oh, that's ridiculous. He's played for five years. And you looked it up and he'd only had one interception for three yards. <laughs> so he gets that interception, they go to commercial, they come back from commercial, and he just immediately gets another one. So now he's got three. Nice. And he did confirm this week on one. I don't know which. I don't know which show he gets paid to be on. I think uh, uh, Spiegel and Parkins. That uh, it's funny. He confirmed the kind of confirmed that they're they're trying to work out. They're working on a long term deal with the Bears. But it kind of made it sound more like uh, Jalen was working on a long term deal, maybe than <laughs> than Ryan Poles was. Like, like David Bodie working on a long term deal with the Cubs. <laughs> It's like, all right, I have I have some things written down right here. I just I have an appointment yeah. in two weeks with Ryan. Well, that's after the trade deadline. It is. Oh shit. Um, who was that I saw? Somebody who's normally oh it was Lawrence Holmes. Somebody who's normally reasonable. Who apparently had a, his column on six seventy the score about it's time for the Bears to stop trading away young talent. It's like okay, they've I think they've done it once, right? Right. Is that a trend? Because I don't think big play Bob counted as a young talent last year. Right. Roquan did. Only Roquan. Roquan did. Yeah. But yeah, Roquan did. The headline made it seem like there's this long list of all these talented youngsters <laughs> they've traded. It's a long list of one guy. It's Roquan. <laughs> I mean, it's, a yeah. big, it's a big name and a big, yeah. good player. But it doesn't yeah. make it a long list, I don't think. Yeah. They use size 48 font on it. Yes. Like, God, look at the size of this list. How many names are on it? Well, one. Well, but it's got a cue in it. Look how much it takes up almost a whole second line. Yeah. He could have said good players. You know, that might have been a little better. Throwing a Roquan, Khalil Mack, Big Bob. Yeah. But I mean, the they all made. I know what he was getting. He was getting at don't trade Jalen Johnson. And if you're going to compare Jalen Johnson to those three, you're only comparing him to Roquan. I mean, he's a nice yeah. player, but I'm not comparing him to Khalil Mack. But I think the Khalil Mack trade was done with this game in mind. This was we okay. If we're going to trade him, we got to send him somewhere. He's going to be happy. You know, yeah. Take it easy on us. Right. We just want we right. want hugs. We don't want body slams. Three dimensional chess. There. There you go. Take it out on All his old thing, team. Take it two years, yeah. two years and eight <laughs> yeah. weeks into the future, and he, he yeah. nailed it. He got it. Flu should be sending Khalil Mack like Chicago weather reports leading up to this game. Yeah. Well, not today. Oh, yeah. Look what you're missing. I heard, yeah, I heard it's 80 warm degrees there. today. Right, it good. was nice today, yes. yeah. What's it got to be Sunday, though? Eh. Uh, 60 like the old weather bug. 40. Well, game's in L.A., though, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm he just saying, I'm Mike, saying, wants to, Mike wants to rub it in because the weather uh, gets cold I'm saying, here. I'm saying the, the flu should rub it in for, for Cleo Max. He's not well, rub it true. in. Say, look. We did you a favor. It's 80 and sunny every day, and look what we're dealing with. Take it easy on us. Um, 
Yeah, the uh, the the Chargers have only beaten the Vikings and the Raiders. Oof, not an impressive. Look. They have, however, played a little tougher schedule. Like their last two games, I think, were against the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, the Bears, two and two since they played the Chiefs. Having having Taylor Bears clearly inspired by having Taylor Swift in the building. They've played their best clearly. football afterwards. Clearly, clearly. God, that was great. Did you see? The, did you see the Taylor Swift was watching us? Whoa! I'm gonna play Chiefs so much are, better now. Chiefs are undefeated in the Taylor Swift era, correct? Yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I wonder if the motivation was more so if a Matt Nagy offense did this to us, maybe we need to step it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> The humili- humiliation is a fine motivator. Yeah, I mean, you've seen those. They don't, obviously, whenever the Chiefs do anything, the camera. I feel bad for the camera guy whose entire assignment is to shoot the the luxury box that Taylor's in instead of the game. <laughs> You're on Taylor Swift reaction shots. Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, um, I mean, Brittany Mahomes is like in heaven. I was gonna say this. Yeah. Is, she is so excited, and they have their own like hand celebratory handshake now. Yeah, and when that when they break up, <laughs> somebody they're gonna need counseling for Brittany. She's gonna be, yeah. you know, I mean, you get to use the old free Brittany hashtag from Britney Spears. You're just gonna have free to apply Britney. it. Gonna have to apply it to Brittany Mahomes. She's gonna be crushed. Bring that one out of storage, dust it off. I mean, right now, she thinks her best friend is the most famous, you know, entertainer in the world. And, you know, I don't know how many weeks. I don't know what the over-under on um, yeah. on Taylor Swift, um, Travis Kelsey is, but say right. it's eight and a half in nine weeks. Poor Brittany. Travis, don't make me have to keep hanging out with Jackson Mahomes again. Yeah. thought I got rid of him. <laughs> You set the over under at eight and a half. So you, before the playoffs, you've got them breaking up. Interesting. I don't know what her? It seems like her normal. It seems to seems to zip by pretty fast. I don't know. Taylor Swift time. You mean? Well, that's the only pro athlete she's ever been with, right? Yeah. I, She hasn't dated Nick Mandrill? <laughs> she will soon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Gets a look at those dainty little brown eyes. Woo! See ya. See ya, big meathead. Look at this guy. He's adorable. You carry him around. He's like a, you know, he's, he's like a purse dog. He's a little purse boyfriend. Just opens up the Nick's head, Nick sticks his head out. Hey. And zips yeah. him back up. Be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So the and the Bears should be getting some reinforcements back. Looks like <clears throat> Roshan Johnson will be back into the running back mix. That'd be nice to get him back. What are you gonna do when um, Khalil Herbert's back and you got all your running backs? You got too many. Yeah, too many guys. It's like having you know, got too many shortstops. You're going to have Mike Freeman's going to end up playing running back for the last game when they realize they ran out again. One of my you, you know one of my predictions Sorry, was Dante getting traded. 
may have to do that oh, yeah. just to, because his value. Yeah. Is, let's see that. Yeah. You know how this is all going to play out. One of, like, Darrington Evans, when Khalil Herbert gets back, it'll be the week they play the Panthers. Darrington Evans will be on waivers, get picked up by the Panthers, and he'll run all over the Bears in the one game they really need to win the rest of the season. Cost them the the number one overall pick. Yes. (laughs) Well, I don't think Dante would want to go back. Or maybe he would. How would that – how would that – say Dante formally. Say the Bears – Cut him, which they wouldn't. They would trade him, but say they cut him, and he ends up on the Panthers, and it's a Dante Foreman revenge game. Who's he getting revenge against? Because the Panthers let him go first. Is he getting revenge on both teams? The team he's playing for and the team he's playing against. Hmm. He just has like a a Jerome Bettis game, like five carries for one yard, but three touchdowns. <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought the um, I think how many how many passes DJ Moore caught eight passes is that right for like eight, nine yards? Very <laughs> <laughs> quiet. But at least they were second. getting the ball to him because he's so hard to tackle. I mean, that's like you know, even if you're not gonna you know push the ball down the field, you got to yeah. get that dude the ball because he makes things happen. Um, <clears throat> you know, here with the whole, we had the whole. Is it going to be Chase Claypool? Is it going to be Equinemius St. Brown? The last couple of weeks, but neither. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really haven't noticed because they're only throwing to like throwing like one pass to Mooney, <laughs> and then ten passes to DJ, and that's it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a. Uh, I thought the offensive line actually played well. Like, didn't even have to really, really grade on a curve. They did. They did. <clears throat> the defense played well, and they still can't put any pressure on a quarterback, which is just amazing to me. But, hey, whatever. Not to feed into, like, the meatball theory of starting keeping going with Bajan, even when Justin Fields does become healthy, but isn't it a little bit easier to block when you have a non-mobile quarterback versus a mobile quarterback? Yeah, well, there's something to be said, I think, for knowing where the guy is. is. Yeah, I think so. Right. Um, right. But I think the right. biggest thing is... Um, Bajan, I think it was Hogan Johns, gave out the stat that Bajan held the ball for just 2.7 seconds. But they didn't give the accompanying Justin Fields stat. And, you know, even though I have my own podcast, why would I have looked that up to compare? <laughs> Let's just say it's more. Just make it up. How yeah. much more? Is it is it 14 seconds? Is it three? I don't know, but it's somewhere in there. <clears throat> they Clearly threw out six as a joke. And I'm like, okay, well, I know it's not six. Um, I do think that makes it easier. Um, although the thing Bajan's really good at that, I was thinking this, he's whether it was in high school or at Shepherd, he was clearly well coached. Like mm-hmm. he moves Definitely. in the pocket really well. Like he seems to have a good feel for where every where guys are. Because a lot of rookie quarterbacks are running into their own dudes or run or cutting into the, you know, eluding one defender and running into another, you know, right, he just seems right. to have a good feel for where people are, which allows him then to get passes off. Right. Um, but the thing about it is now, Justin, his number's always going to be higher because there are times he will hold it 
get out on the edge where he's like got to run past. I you know he's he's a threat to do either. He can afford to hold the ball oh, right. a little longer because he's still making up his Move mind the whether he's going to run run over you or throw around you. Um, but I, it is pretty obvious when you see a guy who is uh, good at getting just getting rid of the making a decision, and getting rid of the ball. Things do mm-hmm. work better. And uh, we yeah. talked about it in the Minnesota game. The the one pass that I think I'm sure Getzey had to change his shorts two weeks ago against the Vikings afterwards was <laughs> that super wide receiver screen where it was the snap basically it was just it was like a transference from Tyson's hands he didn't catch it set his feet look throw he's like I'm supposed to throw this dude he basically just like throws the snap <laughs> and it yeah, works right. and that is how that play supposed to work you saw I hate to I'm not I'm going to I'm going to just compare I don't think it's fair to compare Tyson Bajan to Aaron Rodgers because clearly Tyson's already better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right. Definitely. Yep. But that's not, the, that's the way Rodgers throw. With all, well, I guess he's still alive and he's still technically a quarterback, even though he's got one Achilles. That's how he throws that pass. Yeah. And it works. It was always would it be really annoying to see the Packers run it that way. Justin yeah. doesn't do it that way. Justin actually catches the ball. and He doesn't do it wrong, but it takes longer. And I think given the, the Bears – horrific inability to block on the edge the wide receivers are always like I'm about to get killed and then they usually are Um, there are a lot of things obviously that Justin could do that Tyson can't Mm -hmm. right sure Um, no but there's no question he looked he looked very poised he looked confident I mean he looks he looks uh, he looked pretty good he might be really good who knows he might be terrible We'll start to see now that there's a game film of it, what the what the Chargers do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. all options are on the. T- what <laughs> Everflus said the other day that options all options are on the table and no options are on the table. I forget. It was an empty. T- he described an empty table. <laughs> I don't remember how he, right. how he said it. He's tried nothing and he's all out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, uh, didn't he describe uh, the, his one-word description for the was complimentary, <laughs> complimentary football? Complimentary football. Yeah. <laughs> hey, coach. Ah, coach. That's a. Which is great because there's that they have that cut of um, oh Christ, who was the defensive end they got from the Ravens? And he only played a year. He was really good, but he was always hurt. And he went back to the Ravens. But anyway, he got asked describe Aaron Rodgers in one word. Mm-hmm. And he goes Hall of Fame. And then he laughs. He goes one word. Yes. Pernell <laughs> uh, McPhee. Pernell McPhee. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Hall of point. Fame. <laughs> One word. <laughs> yeah. It's like we know what you we know what you meant, Matt. Or we think we do. Yeah. Make an acronym out of it. It makes it easier. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just go H O F. Like you're signing a baseball. Um so yeah, we talked you know, Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, has a Bears um background, not just yeah. the fact yeah. That he's named after the mascot, Staley. Right. Yes. Um, he was on the uh, he was on Vic Fangio's staff when Vic was there. He's also a former Northern Illinois University assistant coach. Ooh, oh my. Ooh, there we so go. Got that got that pedigree going for him. Cal <laughs> represent. And uh, he appears to have tried to go into you know a lot of heat on him this year. This is a make it make it or get canned year for him in uh, in L.A. And he appears to tried to go into witness protection. Have you seen the beard? <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. I'm not Brandon Staley. I'm Staley Brandon. Like, no, that's, <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Well, you, you, still, you still going Staley, for it on fourth and eight at your own 20? 
And it does. It kind of pains me that he hasn't had more success in L.A. because he does try a lot of the things that, as a fan, you want. You know, like they go for it more. We know teams don't go for it enough. Like we know the math; right. they don't go for it enough. And he right. he's got the chart, and they go for it a lot, and they don't make it. <laughs> they're, <laughs> yeah. they're like ruining the chart. It's like right. no, you're not supposed. Yeah, it's one thing to go for, but don't run that play. That doesn't. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Um. And he's got, he's got a great quarterback, who's not having a very good year. Um, and they can never keep their wide receivers healthy. Like Mike Williams mm-hmm. made it like two weeks. He had, had like an amazing like first game and a half, and then carted him off the field, and he's out for the year. Yeah. Um, you know they, they've got great defensive ends, and the defense is not great. It's not bad. It's probably. Um, you know, the Bears have been on a heater against Washington's defense pretty good. Not great. Denver's terrible. The Vikings defense not very good. Although, you know, Vikings did happen to beat the Niners on Monday night. Right. Yep. Um so the D it will it, it's not a great defense, but it's a definite step up. It'll be a nice extra it'll be a nice test for Tyson. Uh, it will. It's a definite will. increase in dif- difficulty level goes up. Yes, the degree of difficulty is gone up from not at all Madden, but He's maybe maybe going to all pro. Um, Denver being rookie, I guess, in that tortured <laughs> analogy. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it'll it'll be interesting, and then we get the um, we get to hear Chris Collinsworth. Either yeah. either he's either going to if if Tyson plays well, it's going to be just. It's going to be pretty gooey. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, you know it. This is a guy who tried to put Zach Wilson in the Hall of Fame in a game when he was, you know, threw for 180 yards. Uh, and if things go bad, <laughs> then not so gooey. No. Although I don't. Maybe you guys have noticed. Do you think Chris used to be kind of a real, kind of a prick? Like, he, and he seems to be almost falsely positive, as in his dotage as an NFL. Analyst, so I wonder if he still got the you know, Troy can still get the axe out. Yeah, he can. Mm-hmm. Chris doesn't seem to do it anymore. Uh, yeah, the, well, hopefully the Bears won't give him reason to do it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to prove me wrong. But, this know, is the most incompetent got, football team I've ever seen. Someone, someone here's the guy. Someone's got to give Jack his next job. You know, he doesn't want to be pissing off uh, fan bases. Right. I think Jack is going to need a next job. Yeah. Um, it's funny, you know, the even though Notre Dame has those primetime games, uh, it took Notre Dame USC, a game watched by much of the nation, for people to go, who is this announcer? <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy? He sounds kind of weirdly familiar for some Who's the reason. Guy? I know the boring color analyst is the weird redhead who used to coach the Cowboys, but yeah. who is this imp doing the yeah. game? Wow, that's Chris Collinsworth's kid. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Which is funny because they didn't do they didn't do Notre Dame Ohio State. They had they used their Big Ten A crew of, um, uh, what what's Iron Eagles kids? Oh, name? I can't think of his Noah. Oh no, Noah Eagle of yep. Noah Eagle and Todd uh, Blackledge. You basically have the same setup, right? You've got son of a famous broadcaster, mm-hmm. and the difference is Noah's good, so nobody. Nobody complained because Noah yeah. Eagle's actually a good announcer. 
Um, so even Jack can't hide behind that. They're just mad because I'm a Nepo baby. <laughs> it's like, well, you got a Nepo baby doing the other games, and nobody seems to mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they. Um, I mean, Tyson could really add to the legend. Absolutely. And then, that, see, if he has a good game, then Justin, I think even if he can't bend his thumb, it's like, I'm fine. Ready to go. Let's go. Let's get the, let's get the Saints. All good, Skip. I'm ready. Catch me up. I'm coming in. Just thumbs you, up. If, after a few plays. I knew you were left-handed. Yeah, I'm left-handed now. Don't worry about yeah. it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Justin, are you trying to grip the ball with your foot? <laughs> <laughs> why, are you, why are we punting? I thought I thought that would count as a pass. I can't. I can't throw the damn thing. <laughs> See, he comes out and he's wearing like the club, like the def- when defensive linemen break their hands. He's just got the club on his right hand. I thought you meant the the uh, the anti uh, the auto <laughs> anti that, that, that screwed <laughs> in. We're in that club. <laughs> Stay away from my catalytic converter, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> like, Justin, are you sure you're healed? I'm fine. Oh, absolutely fine. Why are you wearing a beehive on your hand? Don't worry about it. It's proprietary technology. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. Um, have either of you? Do either of you know what the point spread is for Bears Chargers? Because if you don't know, what I, it is, I don't think you're going to guess it. But I'm going to make you guess it. Mm, okay. Sunday night, I was talking with a bunch of buddies of mine because we always go over like the lines for the next game. But I have no recollection of it. Okay. Uh, so Bears Chargers. Sunday night, SoFi yeah. Stadium. Mm-hmm. Bears will have home crowd advantage. Mm-hmm. Waiting all day for Sunday night. So, do you want any of you want to hazard a guess what the line is? Okay, 50, uh, 51. Or over under? Over under is uh, 48 and a half. But the actual, the actual okay. spread. What spread? Okay. Uh. Chargers minus five and a half. Okay, that's that's about where I thought it would be. It's not. Really? My Chargers minus eight. Chargers minus eight and a half. Ooh, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Holy! So apparently Vegas, not big Tyson Bajan fans. Haven't have Vegas having just seen Tyson Bajan up close, by the way. That's right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Maybe they were mad. Maybe they, the guys in the desert lost a lot of money on Brian yeah. Hoyer. <laughs> yeah. taking it, somehow taking it out on the poor Bears. Um, <clears throat> so what do you think? Can the Bears cover an eight-and-a-half point spread on the road? Yeah, I'd like to say they can do that. I, I, again, yeah, you know what? Against an underperforming team in the Chargers, I'll take the Bears in that one. Yeah. yeah I don't I mean, think they'll win. They're not going to win, but I right. I mean, they're probably you, lose by a touchdown. That's right. They're giving you more than a touchdown. You have to yeah. Take it. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're giving you two it. scores they're on that. Begging you to take it. They are begging. They're trying to give you their money. Just, <laughs> yeah. Don't think. Just take, take it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Two scores exactly. So yeah. And they'll lose forty-eight six. <laughs> Once again, we'll be the Lions. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that the Lions run has started though. I mean, come on. Yeah. Two or three. On their way to eight and one, whatever that is. Yeah, so I had the schedule. I had it backwards all week. I don't know why. I had Saints and then the Chargers, but Chargers and then the Saints. Um, then you get the then you get the Carolina Panthers. Then you get your bye. I mean, you're two and five now. I mean, I mean that's a pretty easy road. Are we think it's four Relative. and six at the bye. Let's go two mm. in these three games. You have to beat the Chargers or the Saints. Then you should be able to beat the Panthers at home. If it was in the order that you had originally thought it was, yeah, I preferred Saints, Saints nice. playing the Swedes. That's why I was doing that. Well, in my brain, you could look at that couple different ways, though. Like a not terrible team coming off a bad loss against the Jaguars. Oh, that's true. Might have been playing with a little, little bit more motivation. So hmm. I definitely see one win against the Panthers. Yeah, because the Saints are maybe going to two. Indy this week. Gardner Minshew. They're in their backup quarterback phase, apparently. Yeah. Well, no, they should. Well, who knows? They they are probably going to get Justin. Right. Four and if you win two out of three and you're four and six, you're getting dangerously close to the to the in the hunt graphic. Oh, I think you're firmly in the hunt at that point. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Then you go to Detroit. That might not go so well. Yeah, but you got the buy. You have the flus an extra week to prep for the Lions. Oh, there's no like Bobby Knight in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's not right. I was thinking, no, there's not a buy after Carolina. I was thinking, and I wouldn't remember what I was thinking because that's a yeah. Thursday night game. That was the next like hurdle. Oh, was right. going to have to ah, pass. Right. They play the Lions, then the Vikings, then they have the buy. So if you're not going to be yeah. four and six at the buy. Um, I was going to say, I thought the bye was a little deeper yeah. into the season. you got to play uh, some... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like it's a good no. It's kind of thing, if you didn't beat the Vikings at home, you're not going to beat them on the road. Although, actually you are. You know why you're going to beat them on the road? Monday night. It's a Monday night game. Monday night Kirk. Cousins. Primetime Kirk. Primetime Kirk. So that's a win. So, four and six, four and seven, five and five and seven going into the bye probably. Oof, that'll get you. That'll, that'll get you on the graphic. And then you here's the, and the run out to the after the bye. Lions, Browns, Cardinals, Falcons, Oof. Packers. I don't even see a loss there. Uh, not even murder. Yeah, not exactly murderers row. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So, huh. Ten and seven. Uh, probably hosting a wild card <laughs> game. Right. Okay. That's gonna be great. Flu's coach of the year. Yep. Oh, how it all turned around. Extend everybody. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. Tyson agent. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> Justin gets a max contract. Tyson, they just rip up the contract. Like, look, we know we can have you dirt cheap for the next four years. You earned it. Here's $100 million. Fadge just, Fad just is handing it to him in the locker room. Uh, yeah. Hey, you're a young fella. Congratulations. $100. $100. No. $100 million. You, remind, 
You remind me just of Clyde. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should just call him Clyde. That should be the, um, um, whoever the, whoever Vag's favorite player is in any given season has to play the entire year as Clyde. Mm. Yes. He picks one and the whole season you're Clyde. Doesn't matter what your name is. Yeah. Yeah. Present that right on the same day as the Brian Piccolo award. <laughs> the Clyde award. <laughs> like, oh, God, I got to change my name to Clyde for a year? Yes, you do. Yes, you do, Wait, Cairo. You have to be Clyde. Yeah, Clyde yes, Santos. Yeah. You have to put it on, on, uh, on the back of the jersey, right? Just as yeah, Clyde. just Clyde. It all yeah. says Clyde. You don't even get a number anymore. You just Clyde. Right. Clyde, had no num- Clyde, Clyde. didn't know, no, need no numbers. Yeah. Your, your jersey, your jersey will just be that list that Lawrence Holmes uh, came up with of yeah. young players <laughs> traded away. Just broke out of huge letters on the back of the shirt. I'm so confused by the Bears uniforms. I just, I don't. Um, speaking of uniforms, so the the Eagles played on Sunday Night Football and they wore mm-hmm. their uh, Buddy Ryan era, the Kelly Green, the Randall Cunninghams, right? Yep. And. Um, to me, that's a as bear fans we don't we don't have to deal with this, but the I think the Patriots are in the same boat, and maybe the Giants. Although the Giants, it's funny they went from like their '80s jerseys when they finally updated them, they gave them kind of a '60s feel with the NY back on the helmet and the pants and stuff. But there are teams mm-hmm. who, when they wear their throwbacks, their throwbacks are nicer than mm. their regular uniforms, and. Um, I guess I think it was on Good Morning Football. I was watching a day early getting ready. I was prepping for uh, angry runs. Kyle Brandt was like, "No, you shouldn't. These should be." He, he was wearing one of the Kelly Green Eagles jerseys on the set. <laughs> He's like, "No, no, no. You keep this as a special thing because like, what keeps it special? Like you don't just turn it into your uniform. You break it out for big games like twice a year, and that's right. that's what you do." Right. Um, but I was thinking about it with the Bears, and so I even had to go look up the year. One of the things it's kind of like it's kind of boring almost, right? When the Bears do a throwback, like they had to go back to the '30s to find the right, the right. Wicked Witch of the West striped ones that they've got, mm-hmm. yeah. because they've basically had the same uniform since 1949. 49 was the yep. year they added what they called the TV numbers, the numbers on the shoulders. Um, and then there were some years they they screwed with them for a while in the '70s, and it's the only reason I even know this is from Butkus highlights. Where you will see Butkus like in the block number white jerseys that just right. look weird. And apparently in 1972 and 73, for a few home games, not even all of them, they were that was like the trend in the NFL. The Steelers were hot. They had the the oversized block numbers, and you know the the Browns had worn them for. Actually, it was kind of standard. But the Steelers were the most popular team, and the Bears were like, hey, we could sell a few jerseys at Woolworths or wherever the hell you bought a jersey in 1972. <laughs> Right, and um, so they screwed with the uniform then, but that's about it. They basically mm-hmm. have stuck with the um, with the same ones now since 1949. And uh, frankly, I'm all for it. When you find a good uniform, don't Give fuck it. it up. No, it's a great classic look for sure. Just like the Bulls too. Like Bull uniform has barely ever changed since their inception. To me, the craziest thing about the Bulls is they've never had another. They've only had the one logo. Right, like that was mm-hmm. their logo. When they started, and they're like, "Oh, we nailed it. We're just keeping." Kick, it. Yeah, they did. Kick and then at some point, somebody realized if you turn it upside down, it looks like an alien reading a book, and that made yes. it even better. Yeah. Yeah, but even um, yeah, the Bulls have had the Bulls have had some 
they had some uniforms though over the years that were a little mm. but they always stuck with the same thing and then Jerry Krause is the one who basically like um, locked them back into the you know the very simple bulls on the front I remember it was a big deal when they put the uh, the the when the names on the back somewhere in the middle of the title run went to the went to the letters with the trim on them because the early mm-hmm. ones are just like there's some dude in the back literally ironing on letters for the player's <laughs> name. Yeah. <laughs> they upgraded that. But yeah, that's good. Um, I would like to see the, the baseball team on the north side finally get a road uniform that isn't the dullest thing that anyone has ever made. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I don't understand why they... Why would they sell those? But I, I wonder. One thing, one of the very few things I've always liked about the White Sox is the script Chicago on their gray road uniforms. I wonder is that something that like they can like put a veto on the Cubs ever doing if they wanted to? Because I, I think that I would know. be a cool look if they ever tried that. Because there's it's a good question. Because there's weird stuff like the um, so the Cubs the home uniforms. The, the the Cubs the patch is the only that's the only part of any team's uniform that has the trademark symbol on it. Mm. It literally oh, is wow. the Cubs the TM is on the patch because they just basically took the logo and they literally turned it into a patch and they have it on there. They um they were the only team that had the league patch on the the blue you know the alternate blues had the, the national, national league patch. League the reason they did patch, was yeah. because the alternate blues have the the crawling cub on them. And how yeah. stupid would it look to then also put it on the shoulder? So I'm sure right. whoever took over for Yosh is sitting there like, well, we need a patch. I don't know. We got a bunch of these fucking things laying around. All right, I'll sew these on. So they put them on. They took them off <laughs> in preparation for their sponsorship, and then they didn't do a sponsorship, except when, except for the two games in London. Right. Which right, I was yep. sure was just – I didn't think those things were ever going to – I thought that's they go to London, they put the advertising patch on the jersey, it's there forever. They came back, and they weren't yeah. there. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Soon enough, there will be a North Shore adult diapers ad on there. <laughs> just big, just a big diaper. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you don't think they're going to get the Connect Roasters patch? Don't you think that's part of Ian's deal that kicks in next year? Probably. Yeah. Right. Um, I want a no trade and a Connect Roasters sponsorship patch. There was a whole thing. The guy who writes, um, Paul Lucas, the guy who writes. Jersey Watch. It used to be on, maybe still on page two on ESPN. He went through all the unique, the Cubs were like, literally like uniform innovators over the years. Like they did, they did cool stuff first. They were the first to have like, I think they were the first to have like the vest jerseys. Um, they have their road pants are the only ones that have the logo on them. They have the little cub, the little cub's mm-hmm. logo on the ah, hip. Yep. Um, he went into this thing about their gray is like a different gray than everybody else's because they wanted a lot of the grays have he was really getting nerdy like the cardinals gray has like green in it that's what helps makes it gray the cubs mm-hmm. wanted because they're the cubs the cubs wanted blue so mm. their gray is a different tint than other teams because it's got cubby blue in it somehow yeah interesting in the mix. okay um, but there was somebody was showing there was an article on Carlos Zambrano was in it. No, I know what it was. <laughs> it was me looking up something on an old Decipio post. And I saw an old a picture of Carlos pitching in the Cubs in the throwbacks 
It was, it was a road throwback. He was pitching at Dodger Stadium. And um, it's, it's the jersey made most famous from the, uh, the two iconic Norman Rockwells. The one with the Bat Boy and the, uh, with the and it's got the it's got Chicago in blue and then it has the it has the like almost the like underline the, yeah the little like kind of curved red underline and it's nice mm-hmm. it's like but just it's... do that do that yeah. So, yeah nothing like the last five minutes of a Bears pod being about how the Cubs could improve their road uniforms <laughs> but there you go there we go yeah so. But anyway, Bears are uh, on a roll. They've won one in a row for the second time this season. <laughs> Two and five, distancing themselves from the from the pack. The herd. Actually, no, because all the one, all the one win teams won. They all just moved at the same. They all just they all just stayed in the exact same spot. Nobody moved up. Nobody moved down. Right. Yeah. Uh, clearly, the Bears are the are the best of that bunch. Oh, obviously, yeah, no question. Getting ready to <laughs> fulfill their the juggernaut that we all predicted they would be. <laughs> so a week from now, we will uh, we'll talk about the how they whooped up on the Chargers. Can't wait. All Let's right. go. All right. Well, thanks, guys. All right, thank, thank you. you. Many of us have herpes. 